If you think reading is for nerds, then you are right. But you want to know what is not for nerds? Having someone read to you. That's when Audible comes in. Audible is full of audiobooks for you, and our listeners can step up and get a 30-day free trial. That's right, 30 days. Some even call that one month. Just go to audibletrial.com slash live from the 815 and receive your free 30-day trial to get today. Again, that is Audible Trial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash live from the 815 and get your free 30-day trial today. All right. Episode 35. God damn it. Why do you always do that? <laughs> I, I didn't know you were starting right then. I clapped. Well, I clapped too. I was, I was, you know, clap, get ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated sports podcast in the history of professional sports podcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Live from the 8-1-5. Episode 35, live from the 815 Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining for another week. It is me, Colton St. Vincent, Jake LaRue over there. Jake, how's Hello. it going? Over going there, as in um, over there. How about that? <clears throat> Across our computer screens. Yes. I. Things are going well, Colton. The snow is melting. It's springtime. Baseball's coming back. I wore a hooded sweatshirt today walking to class, and that's it. No jacket. Yeah, I didn't have a jacket on either. I wanted to wear shorts. It was like 60 degrees. What's wild is that I, you might be able to hear it, I'm playing sick right now. Flu game, people. Flu game for your boy Colton. Um, So you would think I would wear a jacket, but I decided I don't give a freaking heck about my cold and sickness. I'm going to look cool. Frickin' heck. I mean, I think this is not your first flu podcast that you've had. No, you it's... You sick a lot. <laughs> you never... T- no days off. Except when we take those weeks off. <laughs> did you send this stupid gift? <laughs> or, or did it just pop up like on my screen for no reason? It just popped up on your screen for no reason. <laughs> stupid fucking dancing gift. Just popped up out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> when you can turn up for what and not spill your beer. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just going to cut that. But we're yeah, about- so relatable. That was funny as shit. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so we have a great episode today. We have former um, Wisconsin safety Natrell Jamerson on for a short but sweet interview. Yes. He's uh, also attending the NFL Combine. So we talk about that, which is the combine's getting going today, so good luck to him. Good luck to him. Good luck to us um, in the future endeavors that we have. Yes, in our podcasting combine that's yeah. being hosted someday. I'll, yeah, I'll do a combine. I'll run a 40. Oh, I can run that show for you. Uh, fun fact, yeah. in, in middle school, um, 
our mutual friend Andy was my partner in gym class, and he timed me on our 40 time, and I'm pretty sure we, like, turned in a sheet that said we we, we both ran, like, four 140s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your teacher was like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> she was like, thank you. <laughs> and, yeah, I was, I was just seventh grade, uh, two boys running a 4-1, so... Yeah, it was probably like a six-second, <laughs> seven-second 40. Oh, I, I I bet it was terrible. That was back when it was Fat Colton and Fat Andy. They're, like, neither of us were, were athletes. The <laughs> uh, I mean, teacher clearly has no idea what a what a good 40 is, though. I think so. I think she was Andy's aunt or cousin. I never got the full answer on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's shrouded in mystery. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, let's, just, let's dive head first into some sports. Yeah, we're talking about the spring, and spring training has started. I love baseball season. I'm so excited. Uh, Cubs and Sox are back into action. Uh, they actually played today that, or yesterday. Yes, they played yesterday. The Cubs won 6-5. to Woohoo! Big win for the Cubs. They're really looking up. Um, spring training is, you know. I, I do not watch very much of it, but I love just to watch, you know, like one or two at-bats just to get me in the mood. <laughs> That's about it. So, yeah. Uh, with the White Sox, we have terrible news. Last year's first-round pick, Jake Berger. I mean, what a name, right? He has torn his Achilles, so he will be sitting, missing an entire year. And he was already a fringe uh, third baseman. He's kind of, he's thick. He's a thick boy, and uh, so we didn't know if he could stick at third, and now tearing his Achilles, it's probably unlikely he's ever a third baseman. So that's sad for him, but hopefully he can come back strong. And uh, the only other White Sox news is Kopech made his debut. Two innings pitched, three strikeouts. He looked good, hit 101 on the uh, gun, and had gorgeous blonde hair. And that's all I have. You bring up two things that are going to segue into my one thing. One gotcha. is thick and one is sexy or beautiful. Gotcha. Those both come into what Kyle Schwarber is in my life. He was he was a chunky, immature little boy. And now this year he is a chiseled, sex, he is a sexy piece of ass. <laughs> he, he's dropped no, no less than 68 pounds. Yeah, um, maybe are you worried about that affecting his power? He's got so much power, you have no idea. It's it's well, it's coming I, right I, from the core. He, I've seen him have power before, but it can could make him lose a little bit of power. If he loses a tiny bit of power, where instead of hitting it into the uh, Pittsburgh River, whatever that river's called, he hits yeah. it, he hits it just short, and now he steals, I don't know, seventy, eighty bags a year. <laughs> Whoa! He's looking fast. He's looking <laughs> fast out there. He went from Babe Ruth to Ricky Henderson real quick. Yeah, and now he's just a combination of both, and he's a GQ model. He's just he's chiseled. He <laughs> he's he's gonna take over baseball, and we now have <clears throat> a left fielder that's going to one make the guys swoon, and two flood the uh, flood the old uh, bleachers out there when the, when the uh, ladies sit down. He's looking, he's looking good. Point of point of my little rant here is, your your homeboy's looking pretty damn good. Yeah, I uh, I haven't really seen him, but uh, I've heard that he's lost weight. He's, so good for him. The side by sides look like 
it, it it's literally just Chris Pratt in early seasons of Parks and Rec to oh, okay. late seasons of, of of Parks and Rec. You got movie superhero ripped. Yes, he looks good as balls, and now he's 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 just gonna hit baseballs off the Tesla in space, and <laughs> it's it's not gonna be good for humankind once that Tesla comes crashing down. Yeah, hopefully that's what Jake Berger does. He takes his time to somehow get more in shape, like Schwarber got somehow more in shape after tearing his ACL. So, uh, yeah, that's yeah. all for uh, spring training. Oh, actually, I saw Shohei Otani take his first at bat. The Asian, uh, the guy from who just got signed by the Angels, and he's going to DH and pitch. So I saw his first start and his first at bat in spring training. He got... He got a hit and two walks. Um, how, was his, how was his first start on the bump? He looked good. He was hitting uh, high 90s and had a nice little slider. So, uh, you know, but pitchers are always pretty bad in spring training. And hitters are usually ahead of pitchers. That's just how it kind of works. So um, he even has a quote. There's a funny quote from uh, Shohai. He says, I think I'm like a lot of players where my hitting is ahead of my pitching. And they're like, uh, no one else does both so high, really. You know, no one else actually does that. But, uh, no, I'm really excited to watch him play. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that will be cool. It's cool to actually see some bats around Mike Trout now. So, yeah. Even, even if it's just he'll like He'll only be DHing like three games a week, maybe, you know. But it would be a travesty to not let him hit because he's also like an 80 tool, which is like, if we're talking video games, that means 99 speed. He's an 80-tool speed. So, uh, I mean, it'd be a travesty not to have him hit because he's going to steal some bags. He's going to create some runs for Mike Trout. Angels are looking good. Um, some other spring training uh, notes. Tim Tebow sprains <laughs> his ankle on a sprinkler head. <laughs> nice. Um, I, don't, I don't think... I remember any of the Bible passages that Jesus Christ sprained his ankle. This may be a sign that Tim Tebow might not be Jesus himself. Thoughts? <laughs> I think that that's you're looking a little too far into this. He's clearly still Jesus, and uh, I, there's word that he may get some major league time. You know, if the Mets really want to put on a show, uh, <laughs> they'll, they'll let Tebow take an at bat in the majors, but. Um, no, he, he's pretty bad. Uh, speaking of football players in spring training, Russell Wilson fulfills a lifelong dream and gets to go to spring training with the Yankees. He actually got traded from the Rangers to the Yankees just so he could have this little powwow day. Yeah, he hit, he hit like six or seven bombs, apparently, according to ESPN's stat tracker. Um, yeah, he came, uh, yes, during batting practice. <laughs> What's funny is that he went into the cage right after Aaron Judge and just yeah. walks past him and makes him look like a like a third grader. <laughs> I saw that. That was that was funny. Yeah, and then uh, right after that there were some videos on YouTube or on Twitter that I saw of uh, Russell Wilson that made him just look really corny and cheesy, just like exactly how he is. Not yeah. like you would think a guy who just hit some bombs with the Yankees would get some cool points, but I think he actually lost cool points. Um, <laughs> Which is very impressive. Because just, just the fact that he had cool points to begin with um, was was the most impressive thing about him. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson is definitely the lamest 
like quarterback. He's the lamest two sport athlete in the history of time. He's he's up there with the, with the lamest athlete of all time. Uh, you know, the, you know, there's Andrew Luck. Yeah, he has a book club. What a nerd. Yeah, he, he, he always congratulates everyone who sacks him. Yeah, Andrew Luck's pretty not. You know, I guess lame might not be the best word, but Russell Wilson For, is lame. No, Andrew Luck is definitely lame. <laughs> he's kind of just a square. He's a Stanford square, and if he couldn't. If he can't throw the ball, then he's just a freaking dweeb. Well, he's also, I think he's got a degree in architecture from Stanford. So, if he can't throw a football, he's still, like, ten times more successful than most people. Whatever. <laughs> he's just, he's definitely not, definitely not, like, cool. So, we have that on him. Breaking news, Andrew Luck is officially not cool, according to Life in the Old Five podcast. <laughs> Sorry, right <laughs> In case you were doubting that this is still a flu cast because we're it's going so seamlessly, Colton reminds you this is a flu cast. Yes, flu cast two two or three point I can't remember if I'm if I've been this. <laughs> I've a lot of flu casts. I'm such a trooper. Um, <laughs> but that that may recap it for MLB. But we can we can do a little Colton rant time here. Speaking of not cool people. Let's kick it over to the PGA Tour. Golf. Golf. This is why it's Colton's turn, because I is, do not know anything about golf. Jake has been golfing once, correct? I've been golfing like five times, but I've been golfing with Jake once, <laughs> and, and he hit a ball sideways, like 90, like a right angle to his to where his feet were, almost uh, ended my life. <laughs> yeah. So that just shows how well Jake knows his golf. Bounced off a couple cars, I'm pretty sure. Me, on the other hand, I enjoy golf, and I do not enjoy pussy-ass Justin Thomas. For those of you that didn't see it or hear about it, Justin Thomas was in the running uh, at the Honda Classic this past week in Florida. It's not a huge tournament, but Tiger was in it. He looked great. Almost looked as cute as Kyle Schwarber did. They're both (laughs) a couple of snacks. I just learned how to use that term, so hopefully I used it right. Looking like a snack? Yeah, you got it. Fuck yeah. Um, so Justin Thomas, one, this dude has been complaining that Tiger Woods brings too many people to the golf course. Shut the fuck up, you. I want golf to not be popular. Yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah, man, like, there's just too many people. It's it's too wild when, when Tiger's playing. She, you're like, oh, my God. I can't wait for Tiger Woods to come back from his Talking about dweebs. He's such, a, he's such a nerd and a little bitch. He... <laughs> Um, so he hit a shot at like the 16th hole, him and this guy named Luke List, who's, who cares? They were in a, um, like a tight race down the stretch, 16th hole Sunday. Um, Justin Thomas hits his drive and it's just rolling in the fairway. And this guy just very casually says like, get in the bunker. And that's all he fucking says, or that's all that the camera catches at least. And Justin Thomas turns over and is like, hey, who said that? Oh, that, that was you? Well, have a good day, buddy, because you're gone. What a rich guy thing to say. He, yeah. he, he kicks the guy out of the whole tournament because he said, get in the bunker. Fuck you, Justin Thomas, you little thin-skinned bitch. Yeah, that is such a bitch move. We could we could have done a MySpace top eight of like sports dweebs, sports and he would be number one. and number one is Justin Thomas right now. He sucks. Yeah, absolutely. He's such a little bitch. I can't, like... Tiger is going to come back from his fusion. He's going to 
He's hopefully he's in a final pairing with Justin Thomas, and people are just chanting to him like, "Get in the bunker!" Get in, like tens oh, of thousands dude. of people. That you one, should get tickets. Let's go. That is literally the world versus Justin Thomas at that point. <laughs> we should get uh, tickets and get signs that say "Get in the bunker." Oh my god! I hope he's the third ten- person, and we can do "Get in." Oh, we need two more people. Get in the bunker. Yeah, we can paint our chests actually. Oh, we have to get a lot of people though. Top. Yeah, we have to get uh, set five B U N K E R S eleven twelve people if we want punctuation. <laughs> We're gonna get twelve tickets to appreciate <laughs> a major bunker on our chest. Should we? I, we're probably gonna need those spaces between get in the bunker, so that's gonna be like fifteen people. So we're just gonna have people with just their shirts off. <laughs> no, nothing painted on their chest. Yeah, just, we'll have it as a tax write off for the show. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's for the kids. It's all it's all charity. <laughs> well, that would be excellent exposure for our show. Actually, we should think about that. But that's just Colton's consulting corner. Yeah. So uh, that's how we cut on the PGA. Justin Thomas is a bitch, and Tiger's looking good. Tiger looked real good. He had the fastest. I did see Tiger look good. Club head speed number one. Tiger. Uh, it's like 128 miles an hour. Just a little uh, nerd golf for you. The average, like I'm, I'm a solid golfer. My club head speed's like 100. Yeah. This dude's at 128. It's just off the charts. He's gonna win 10 more majors. Justin Thomas hopefully just cries on. I honestly want Justin Thomas to wear white pants Sunday at Augusta, which is which is the Masters. I want Tiger to be paired with him. I want them to have no other competition, and it's just <laughs> those two. And then I want them to go shot for shot until like the 17th hole. And then all of a sudden, everyone just starts like berating Justin Thomas, and then he shits his white his white pants, and then he, <laughs> and then and he's bullied. He, he can never go up again because everyone just calls him "shit in his pants boy." Yeah, which is a really uncreative nickname by everybody, but, but they all latch onto it. But that's gonna hurt so bad when everyone just calls you "shit in your pants boy" and you're 25 years old. <laughs> hey, shit your pants boy! I'm a PGA golfer. I'm a man, please. <laughs> Alright. Well that's it for that's it for golf. I will update you guys um as the masters come forward. Hopefully yeah, Justin Thomas just uh keep me updated. I like I like these segments because then I can, you know, pretend I know something about golf. Yeah, you, uh, can, you can like check your emails and check Twitter while I'm while I'm going off. <laughs> just, I was doing that. Just run your errands. I said I don't email because I just don't do it. But uh the Olympics ended, so there's something. Uh, they're finally off TV, honestly, is what I, I was just tired of, uh, not being able to watch, like, TV shows, because the Olympics was on every channel, you know, and, uh, so it's finally done, U.S. uh, wins a curling gold in men's curling for the first time, like, ever. First, first medal ever. And then Andy Reid lookalike, did you see him? Yeah, yeah, the the mustache guy. Yeah, we talked about him before. Uh, he actually tweeted, uh, Aaron Rodgers tweeted at him and said, uh, big win, something, blah, 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 uh, power of the stash, you know, because they're brothers in stash. So, uh, and then that guy tweeted back immediately and was like, hey, man, thanks. You want to get a beer sometime? <laughs> Which is, it would have uh, been so cool if that guy just said, you're a bitch, Aaron Rodgers. Don't tweet at me anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what you would like. <laughs> no, that would not be cool. Nobody would, everyone would be like, wow. Well, well they're. They're like all from Minnesota, so if he just said like like 
skull or whatever whatever they say. Yeah. If you would have said skull, that would have been like good for him. But if you would have said you're a bitch, everyone would have been like, wow, fuck that guy. He's he's got nothing really like gold. He just won Olympic gold, and he's got no way of making money. You know, he's got to try and milk this Olympic thing as much as he can. Yeah, but put, just to show you how good he is at, at milking it, we don't even know his name. True. <laughs> we just know we just know Andy Reid lookalike mustache guy for the curling team. I'll bet you he has a bunch of Twitter followers now, though. You I, know, I, I I'm I'm saying no more than twenty k. Twenty k. I'm thinking more than twenty k. Let's see. I'm saying forty thousand. Matt Hamilton, Matt J. Hamilton, he's got 19.2. Oh, you were dead at It's like you looked it up before. I'm going to I'm gonna DM him right now to ask him to come on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully he was listening to this where we uh, didn't know his name, but <laughs> he, was, he was badass. He looks like a skinnier Andy Reid. Scandy Reid? Skin- <laughs> totally, Scandy Reid. <laughs> We should give him that nickname, Scandy Reed. We'll talk about it on the uh, on the on the on the podcast when it comes out. Yeah, remember that though. We can't we cannot forget Scandy Reed. It's too funny, and that's all we have for the Olympics. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good Olympic recap, but I don't care. No, I don't care at all. The I mean, one goal in curling, and maybe we'll get the number one most famous curler in the world. I guess on- Schuster. Would be- wouldn't Schuster be, be more? Because I know his name. Who? The 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 skip. No idea. That the is. The captains are called skips, and then they like name the team after him. So his name is Schuster. Oh no, so, Matt Hamilton's probably more famous. I bet you he has more. Uh, look up him on Twitter. Oh my god, there's no way. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Matt Hamilton's probably killing them, which is why it was a great move of him to tweet at Aaron Rodgers. Schuster. A lot, so of, a lot of shoot there actually are. <laughs> yeah. Curling. Oh, wait, I think I saw it. Team, oh, it's Team Schuster. Yeah, I told you, man. Schuster 2010. He's got 16.4 thousand. God, these, these guys are losers. <laughs> That's a lot. All right, well, let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably enough on that. Uh, Olympics men's curling, unless we get an interview with <laughs> with with anyone on the team, then we are huge fans. <laughs> as long as they don't listen to this part. All right, what do you want to move on to? You want a little NFL talk? We can do, we can do some some NFL talk. Um, this is what has caught my eye um, over the weekend. Geno Smith, world renowned uh, NFL quarterback. <laughs> Is He's now an NFL quarterback. He is good. now considered a world-renowned um, explorer because Geno Smith went on a Twitter uh, rampage over the weekend, where he pretty much talked about how people are idiots that they don't believe Kyrie in the um, in oh god, flat. yeah, flat. in the uh, flat. flat Earth thing. Here we go. Um, hey guys, uh, is this it? Oh. Hang on, this is this is good stuff, huh? Quality content right here. I'm gonna cut all this. God, Gina, why do you tweet so much? <laughs> how many of the how many of the people who undoubtedly know Earth as a globe also believe in the Big Bang theory in in evolution? Huh? You can't serve two masters. I'm assuming you guys 
believe evolution just as you guys assume that I believe Earth is flat. We can agree to disagree on this. We need a flat Earth emoji ASAP, fam. That's a good one. But then he went on a... Wait, I don't understand his argument there. So he doesn't believe in evolution, the Big Bang, or, or the Earth being round? I mean, I feel like he's just saying, look, just because you believe in all of these scientifically, you know, factual things, I don't believe in any of them. So we're just, I don't know yeah, what he believes I, in. Not, I believe nothing I've ever read in a book. That's what Geo Smith's attitude is right now. He just said, all caps, God is real. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> okay. And then he said, what came first, the chicken or the egg, with the emoji of the guy's head exploding? So that's way too much for him to, to even comprehend. <laughs> to comprehend. Oh! That was the first time anyone's ever asked him that question, and he's just mind blown. So he's like, "Holy shit, that's a really good question." I have, like, if you really think about it, I have no idea. I should tweet that. And, and then he said, "I'm out here exploring with the praying hands emoji." Oh man! And then was there a picture confirmation of him exploring? Yes, there is a video of him uh, driving a boat <laughs> right now. And honestly, it looks like this thing could totally start. Ex Start exploring. <laughs> Alright, well, that's all I have on Geno <laughs> I just wanted to update you guys on... on oh uh, my god. If, if my backup quarterback did that, I would cut him immediately. You're cut. Or, or you're being sent to class. You're getting a world class. He's, he started an NFL game last year. Think about that. That guy, <laughs> that, that guy is an NFL starter. He got... Eli Manning got benched for that guy. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal, man. He, yeah, Eli's Eli's beaten Tom twice, and but Tom, but then Eli lost to Gino, and Gino lost to Science. <laughs> so it all comes back. Tom Brady loses to Science. Eat, eat um, shit, Tom. In actual NFL news. Chiefs trade their young 25-year-old superstar Marcus Peters, he's a cornerback, to the Rams, making their defense extremely scary for a second or a fourth-round pick this year and a second-round pick next year. And they're actually giving up a sixth-round pick in return, which is basically nothing for Marcus Peters. He's one of the better corners in the league. He's 25 years old. And he's only making, like, $8 million this year. He's due for a huge payday next year. But, uh, I mean, this is just an indictment on him that clearly Andy Reid didn't like him. And they, he's been known to be a locker, a bad locker room presence. He's, you know, I think he's thrown, like, a football or he threw a flag, like, into the stands once. I'm pretty sure I saw that. So uh, he's not the best dude, but... Uh, He's going to the Rams, and that makes their defense very scary. So uh, I, I wish the Packers would have made that deal. I was just going to say, if you're the Packers, why do you not do that deal? I have no idea. It, it's mind-boggling. I mean, even if you're the Bears, why do you not do that deal? You guys have plenty of cap space, and you need a corner. You're letting Fuller go. You know, why doesn't everybody do this deal? You know, there must be problems with Marcus Peters, but I, I think he's going to work out great for the Rams. So. Yeah, that... That defense is uh, significantly better than the Bears' defense, and that's all I really know. <laughs> yes. How's that, how's that for a take? That's a fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what? Since we are talking about the NFL, you know what? No. 
I forgot about uh, this little tidbit here. Jordan Howard guarantees the Bears are, are making the playoffs next year. Why? Oh, oh God. <laughs> Why not? I mean, did someone ask him? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Do you think the Bears are going to make the playoffs? Hell yeah, I guarantee fucking see it. That's what yeah. I would say every time. <laughs> I hope it wasn't like, oh, who do you think is going to win the Oscars for, for Best Picture? I don't know, bitch, but let me tell you, the Bears are making the playoffs next year. Guaranteed. <laughs> and everyone's like, whoa, Playoff, man, wow. we were just hanging out, having a good time. <laughs> so, Jordan Howard um, guaranteeing a uh, playoff spot. Do you really see that happening in any way? No, I don't. They're behind. Uh, the Packers are getting Aaron Rodgers back, and the Vikings looked pretty good last year, and the Lions, I don't know. I think the Lions actually might, it might be your turn to not be last in the division. You know, I think that's actually coming. I think you might not come in last. I think the Lions might be in trouble with the new coaching staff, and uh, they didn't really do much. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, so, yes, I think... In terms of, when, if I make the playoffs, he meant not coming last in the NFC North, then he was spot on. I, I, I agree with him. I think that's exactly what he <laughs> he meant when he said make the playoffs. Between the lines. Yes. Um, but the NFL Combine is starting today. One guy that is going to be there is Natrell Jamerson, former Wisconsin safety. So we can kick... It over to that interview. <laughs> we now welcome on a very special guest, um, former Wisconsin safety and future NFL superstar, question mark, um, Natrell Jamerson. Natrell, how you doing, bud? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. thanks for joining. Um, the future NFL superstar is uh, to be determined, but uh, we, we thank you for joining, and we have, we have some real hot questions for you. So, when, yeah, when you're ready, uh, we are ready to go. So um, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Perfect. All right, first question, we're going to start off with a really, really good question. Um, you shared a jersey number with quarterback Alex Hornibrook. Did you guys ever fight or do any sort of uh, competition to see who was the alpha number 12 in the Wisconsin locker room? <laughs> uh, yeah, I took a, took a lot with him about it. You know, I call, I call you on the fake 12. You know, since I've, I've been uh, getting on to a lot with him, I actually call him um, Dose, the Spanish 12. So. <laughs> so, so, so basically the fake 12 in any single um, language that you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Michelle, you were a star kick returner at Wisconsin early in your career, and you kind of phased out as you went on throughout your career at Wisconsin. Do you think that's something you want to do in the NFL, and is that part of your game still? Yeah, you know, you know next level, you know, I'm willing to do whatever, you know, whatever the, uh, the coaches ask me, you know, whether it's you know, special team, defense, and you know, kick, kicking game. So, you know, whatever they want to see me at, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta really um, do anything that you can to make it. That's that's what me and Jake do for the old podcast game. So, if you really think about it, we're all we're all uh, together as one in that sort of aspect. <laughs> um, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, you had the most tackles in the regular season without missing a tackle out of any safeties in the draft. Do you do you look at those kind of numbers, and do you take pride in in having a stat like that? Yeah, you know, 
no, I, I didn't even know it at first. You know, one of my teammates they sent it to my, uh, they DM me on Twitter and sent it to me, so I didn't even know about it until then. So, um, you know, I, I kind of try not to pay attention things like that. You know, um, it's, it's always a good thing to, uh, to get recognized. Sometimes it can be a distraction to uh, what you got going on. So, you, I see everything as um, you know, not paying attention to it, so I can stay focused and really accomplish what I want to what I want to accomplish and instead of just looking at the uh, accomplishment that I have so far, even though I have a lot, a lot more to go. Yeah, me All and Jake right. like to do it where we don't we don't put up any good numbers and that way we don't get distracted by anything. Yeah, we're very focused on our podcast. But uh, you switched from being a wide receiver to a defensive back early in your career, right when you got after your freshman year at Wisconsin. How, uh, what is the most difficult part of making that transition, and how do you think that experience helps you in your aspects on defense? Um, I think the, the biggest obstacle I had to overcome was, um, you know, when I switched to safety, just being the one making the calls for the defense instead of, you know, just getting the calls, especially when I was playing that corner. Um, and it carried over, especially when I played receiver. Um, that carried over just just knowing uh, the receiver's body language, you know, just knowing when when just anticipating when they're going to come out of their breaks and things like that. Then seeing the whole field, you know, it it all keeps together. Um, if if you are playing uh, defensive back in in the NFL, what is the or who is the one receiver that that you would want to match up against to actually show off how 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 good you have become? Um. Uh, I, I say Odell right now. Um, not, of course, he's coming off of a amazing injury, but you know he's a he's a great athlete, very very fast. So you know, covering him, showing my skills, that you know I could not just cover you no know, like the big receivers, but I can cover the uh, this the shifty slot receivers as well. And you know, I, I feel like that'll be a, a good showcase. Yeah, yeah. Um, since your time in in uh, Madison has come to a close for your uh, football career, what was your favorite um, highlight that you had during your time in Madison? And a little side question: Me and Jake are frequent bar goers in this in the city of Madison. What is your favorite bar to go to? <laughs> um, I don't know. Thinking of my favorite memory uh, of every of every season I've had here, no, that's a that's, that's tough. You know, I've had a a lot of great memories with different teammates uh, throughout my whole four years here. So, um, I think one I can think of top of my head right now is uh, when I ran the kid back my sophomore year against Maryland. That was that was very exciting. And um, my favorite bar, um, I don't really go out that much, but uh, Wanda was nice. If you guys know what that is, yeah. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure we go out a little more than you do because we we don't have a diet and we're not that healthy. We're not athletes. Yeah, um, but I I am a huge fan. Have you ever taken advantage of the uh, ten cent wing deal at uh, Chasers? <laughs> the what? It's it's ten cent wings. I I want to say it's Tuesday nights at at Chasers. Um, That's one of the greatest I've deals I've ever of heard of in in my life. Yeah, I've always heard of. I did. I never. I don't think I've ever even been to that bar before, so. And I guess that's the difference between being a uh, podcaster and a NFL draft uh, prospect. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> ten cent wings. 
so, Rachel, you were named the most outstanding player in the East-West Shrine game, which has seemed to have shot your dra- draft prospect, your name, into a lot of uh, minds. And uh, now you look forward to the a- a- NFL Combine. How have you been training to get ready for that? And uh, our researchers are telling us that you are, quote, fast as shit. So what kind of uh, 40 do you think you're going to run? Last time I, I got time from a 40, like last week, I ran a 4-4 flat, so... Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get low on that um, next weekend at a combine, but training been good, and I've been going back and forth from here in Madison to down in Tampa, training at um, ASBI. Uh, I'm still in classes right now, so I'm, you know, training and studying for classes so I can graduate this May, so training's been going pretty good. Um, well, I guess that that might be all that we have for you. Um, I guess what I want you to have is, is a chance to say something about yourself that you would not normally get asked. What, what is something that that the people need to know um, about Natrell Jamerson going into the uh, pre-draft process? Um, uh, I'll say that um, I'm a a very, a very talented football player, but I'll say I'm an even better, a better person outside the football field. You know, a lot of times people, you know, just strictly ask football questions and, you know, test, not really testing, but, you know, trying to see where their mind is football-wise instead of actually getting to know a person because you can't, like, I don't like to define people by what they do on the football field. You know, um, that's just their their job or you know they were in life but it's the thing that you do outside mm-hmm. of the off the field is what determines you as a person perfect alright Jake what do you have for him uh, nothing I see I hear you're finishing up your degree at Wisconsin you said so that's you know a good sign and you know that's something you'll have forever so congratulations on that yeah. thank you um, I, I guess uh, second last question that we have me and Jake talk a lot about uh Netflix and Hulu and all that kind of stuff. What is the official Natrell Jamerson um, Netflix show to watch right now? <laughs> uh, I'm actually watching Breaking Bad right now. For the first screen. time? No, it's not. Probably second time watching it. I watched it when it first came out. But oh, okay, okay. I just I was, to watch it again. Just I was going to be shocked. Is it, is it as good the second time? Um, yeah, because for the most part, I forgot about you know, the things that really went on in the show, but, you know, it's, it, it keeps me watching it, so it's good. Have you seen uh, Better Call Saul? Nah, I've never got around to watching that. Oh, if you, yeah, if you like Breaking Bad, you're going to love Better Call Saul, which sounds exactly like the uh, commercial, I think. That's almost word for word what it is. <laughs> but, we don't get paid for that. Yeah, yeah, we don't get paid a cent, but that show <laughs> kicks so much ass. <laughs> yeah, I might check that out. Well, everyone, that was uh, Natrell Jamerson, former Wisconsin safety, future NFL superstar, um, lover of Breaking Bad, and now friend of the program. Natrell, thank you so much for, for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah best of luck and uh, kick some ass out there for the uh, combine. All right, thanks. Thank you so much. That was quite an interview. I mean, uh, he's said he ran a uh, 4-2 flat. <laughs> four two forty. That might beat out me and Jake's top. Actually, it, 
No, it loses to Colton and Andy's 40 in the fourth <laughs> grade. Was it? In, in sixth or seventh grade. Or I was in sixth, I'm, seventh grade, Colton and Andy are faster than Nate Charles Jamerson. I'm pretty sure back then I was like uh, four nine, uh, like one forty. <laughs> think, think about uh, that. Yeah, hopefully Nate Charles uh, puts on a show in Indianapolis this uh, this weekend. So that that'll be exciting to watch for. Or it gives you a guy to root for for sure. Well, honestly, once you come on this uh, program, I don't know how you're not motivated to be the best you that you are. And yeah, I'm sure he is. And we Hopefully know that he's going to go out there. Realize that he peaked, huh? Hopefully, he just doesn't think like, "Oh, well, I made it. I made it here. I guess I already peaked," you know, yeah. and then just stop trying. Well, like in his in his career, he has peaked since he's been on Life in the One Five. But he physically, he has he has he has plenty to plenty to show, plenty to go, plenty to grow. Bars. Wow, that was just so beautiful. I thought of all those rhymes, and I'm sick. Did I? Did I mention that? Yeah, if you guys didn't know, this is a flu cast for Colton. I don't know if we mentioned that even once. Yeah, if if I didn't, I'm sick. All right, moving on. I mean, um, I think that's all we got for sports. Sports are wrapped up. You want to do a little Oscar talk, a little yes. movie talk? We're going to do movie talk and with uh, the Oscars coming up on Sunday. Um, usually, I try and watch every single Best Picture movie before the Oscars. I don't know if I can do it this year. Because I'm busy running this multi-million um, listener podcast, but yeah, not dollar. Listen. No, not dollar. <laughs> Hard no on the dollar. But um, I have been on a movie kick, and that started with one movie, Jake, and that is Paddington. Yes, Paddington. I finally watched Paddington, and let me tell you, people, out of ten, this movie gets a seventy-six. Out of ten, it is one of the more enjoyable movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, if you don't, I'm telling you, am I wrong when I say if you don't like this movie, you're probably Satan? Yes, I'm wrong in saying that. Um, no, say I, I don't know because Satan might even like the movie because he's wearing the red hat the whole time. That's a good point. I mean, this that just should show the, that everyone should like this movie. Paddington for Picture of the Year. Uh, Paddington 2, which I haven't seen yet for uh, every award there is, Paddington all the way. Um, what's funny is that I also watched Shape of Water, which uh, is... This, actually nominated. This movie's nominated, and according to all these blogs online, it's favored to win movie of the year for best picture for the... Yeah, and for if you don't know, I'm pretty sure, because I haven't seen it, but it's about a woman falling in love with a fish man. Oh my god, she has sex with the fish. <laughs> and they sort of show it it's super weird but the woman is the mom from Paddington <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah so that's crazy <laughs> oh my god I am I am distraught that woman was so nice why would she sleep cheat on her husband with a fish man well she's um she's a mute and her ah. neighbor is her she has she has like two friends in the world her neighbor who is um, the dad from Step Brothers, and then they and then she has a sassy black woman at work, which is Octavia Spencer, and uh, those are her only two friends. And then she befriends this fish man, and she has sex with it. It's great. <laughs> I mean, is it is it entertaining at all? I mean, it's 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 solid, 
But then the ending is just so ridiculous and it's so stupid. And everyone is saying it's so it's so like symbolic and it's so artistic and it's just so beautiful with all the passion. The acting's really good. I'll give all the acting that. The story sucks ass. The story <laughs> is so stupid. Um and then I find out that it is uh a ripoff of a play from like the sixties. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and nobody's talking about that. I hope that ruins this this movie's chances. Um, I think oh, it was. Not a fan of Shape of Water. No, I'm not. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's going to be a really unpopular opinion with our millions of listeners. But um, hang on, what was that stupid "Whisper Me Something"? I think it's called. Is the "Whisper Me Something" is the name of the play? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Whisper. Oh, Jesus, fuck! I'm cutting all this out. You, you talk while I uh, look this up. I'm, I mean, I'm just really into your Shape of Water review, because uh, I haven't seen it, so... Play Rip Off. <laughs> um, Alright, yeah, here we go. Shape of Water accused of plagiarism, ripped off a 1969 play, lawsuit is alleging it. Here, just the stupid picture, can you see that? Yeah. It's, oh, it's so stupid, this, this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, let me hear you whisper. Um... The play features an introverted, quiet female janitor who forms a bond with a dolphin while working in a military laboratory during the height of the, of the Cold War. According to the suit, the janitor learns that the dolphin can, the dolphin is going to be dissected and hatches a plot to kidnap it in a laundry cart and release it into a river in shape of... Alright, and then, um... Yeah, so that's literally the plot to Shape of Water. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually kidnaps this fish man and helps it escape in a laundry cart. <laughs> oh, Classic. So, Classic. Shape of Water gets two turds from a, uh, a scale from one... Uh, live in the scale of one to fourteen turds. How many turds? Um, <laughs> or, well, no, one to six turds. How many turds? One to six. One to six for Shape of Water for the, for the turd scale. I'm giving it a 5.1. 5.1 turds out of 6, people. You do not want to see that many turds. And the only reason it's that high is because everyone's building it up. If it was just a movie and then I moved on with my life, I'm giving it, like, oh, like one turd. Yeah, I, it's barely even on the turd scale. It's just really chapping my ass that, that this thing is <laughs> it's going to win Best Picture. Are you just kidding me? chapping my ass. Are you kidding me? Get out of here, Shape of Water, you little weak ass, having sex with an animal-looking ass movie. <laughs> No, that movie sucked. <laughs> uh, what are the other uh, ones that are nominated? I know uh, I Dunkirk, Lady Bird. I saw, yeah, so I've I've seen Get Out. Get Out is amazing. You Whoops. should you should, you should uh, see. The I shit. think we've talked about Get Out on here. You should see the shit out of out of Get Out. Absolutely. Um, I watched Lady Bird. Lady Bird is super good. It's really quirky. Um, it's about, um, this girl named Christine. She's a senior in high school. She goes, like, an all-female all high school. And she's just really weird. Just a really weird and quirky girl. She only likes to be called Lady Bird. Um, she's, she's, like, in theater, and she's just weird. But it's, like, it's like Juno, if Juno was made for the Oscars, if that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, because, you know, most Oscar movies are made to be Oscar movies, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, have you seen Three Billboards outside of... No, Eddings, that is my next one that I'm going to 
that's the one I'm most excited about. I want, I want to see that real bad. It's um, on it's on shockshare.io. I don't know if we can say that. <laughs> don't sue us. I'll cut. I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dunkirk can get out of the other two movies I've seen. So uh, Dunkirk was really, it was really good. It was beautiful and uh, great action, great war movie. I doubt it wins uh, Oscar for Best Picture, but it'll probably win something for, uh, I don't know, <laughs> something about their landscape and stuff. It, it was just a gorgeous movie. But uh, what were your top three movies you've seen this year, Colton? You give your Oscar nominations, if you had to. Okay. Um, so this is going to be the first annual Live from the 815 Oscar show. Oscar show. And we don't follow any of the normal rules of the Oscar. We have no rules. Rules are there are no rules. Kind of like every other segment we've ever had. Yes. Um, you you really sprung three on me here. <laughs> you gotta go three three movies you've seen this year. Uh, okay, three best movies I have seen this year. I'm just gonna keep talking so I buy time and I can think of a third movie. Well. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay, here it goes. Are you ready? Oh, I got it. These are, I have put no thought into these. These are just the first three movies that come to mind. They also kind of explain who I am as a person. Yes. <laughs> um, first three movies that I have seen this this year that have come to mind. Coco. <laughs> Coco. Paddington. Right. Paddington. And the live-action Jungle Book movie. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that's proof that these movies do not have to come out this year. It's just what we've seen. Yes. Because Paddington's out from this year, and neither is uh, the other one. But Coco is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna cross-examine here. That's that's not the right term, but I'm just going to do it. Um, a, nom- a nominee for Best Actor this year goes out to Mowgli from The Jungle Book. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to cast? Or you know what? Just casting in general for that movie. You have to cast that many animals that know how to act. And Paddington. <laughs> Yeah, that's incredible that they found, first of all, they found a bear in Paddington that knows how to talk and act that well, with that actor. And then all of the animals in Jungle Book, no one ever talks about that, you know? There's no best animal, you know, award. Yes, but there is now. Yeah, we just gave it out. Yeah, how about that one? (laughs) We're changing the game. All right, Jake, give me your your three uh, best picture noms. Uh... My three best pictures, I'm going to go, uh, one of them that I loved was Logan, because it was, it was emotional, it had me in the feels, and it was also, you know, brutally murdering people, you know, blood everywhere. Okay. Um, let me think. Yeah, it's tough when you get put on the spot, huh? Yeah, I, I can't imagine why anyone would put someone on the spot like this. Uh, I wanted to go, I'm going to go Paddington 1 and 2. <laughs> You've seen two? No, but I... Oh, okay. oh, oh, I know. I was going to say, I uh, when John Wick 2 came out this year, it made me see the first John Wick, and both of those movies are on my top three. But Ooh. only at one spot, because I don't follow the rules. So John Wick 1 and 2 are masterpieces, and they deserve to be on my list. And uh, then I'm going to... I would probably go Get Out as my third favorite. So Get Out is nuts. It's unbelievable. I, it's so much. I mean, I've seen it like three or four times now. According to Rotten Tomatoes, it is the fourth best movie of all time. <laughs> wow. What's number one? Paddington? 
The Wizard of Oz. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's okay. <laughs> that one's solid. Inside Out is the eighth best movie of all time. Interesting. What What else is on that Yeah, there's, there's an interesting list. E.T. is number ten. Okay. Um, Spotlight number sixteen. The Godfather seventeen. The Big Sick. Is this according to IMDb or what? Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I'm on IMDb. They have The Godfather at number one. IMDb can kick rocks. Shawsh- oh, I mean The Godfather. And then Shawshank Redemption number two, which I agree with. All right, yeah, that's a great movie. They, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes has Boyhood as the 26th best movie of all time. No. <laughs> have you, you seen, agree with that? Have you seen Boyhood? No. It just shows a kid growing up, and he's kind of a little bitch. Wizard of Oz is number eight on this. I've never seen that, though. I see a lot of movies on this that I have not seen that I probably should. Toy Story 3 is number 42. Toy Story 2 is number 43. Oh. What number was Toy Story? I haven't seen Toy Story yet. This is this is bonkers. Oh, that's totally bonkers. I like one more than two, but it probably goes 3, 1, 2 in my favorite. Dude, 2 is super what? underrated. In, I, well, apparently not because it's 43. Yeah, I mean, I like 2. Um, La La Land. <laughs> I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should just make a full La La Land episode. We should. <laughs> we should just sell all the La La Land merch we can. <laughs> I was talking with my mom, uh, and Paddington is legitimately up there with the Toy Story movies in my mind. It's like so good. it's it's that good. Um, Finding Nemo is sixty six, but sixty seven is the Babadook. <laughs> Have you seen the Babadook? Yeah, it's pretty solid. It is pretty good, but that's really surprising. It's really high. The live-action Jungle Book is 71, and The Dark Knight is 73. Ugh, Dark Knight should definitely be higher. Um, Superhero movies get, like, negative respect because they're superhero movies. Spider-Man Homecoming, 83. Wow, that's surprisingly high. I really like that movie. I was looking at, uh, it wasn't even, though, my favorite superhero movie I've seen this year. That probably goes to Thor Ragnarok, because it was absolutely hilarious. And I did just see Black Panther recently, and it was pretty good, (laughs) you know? It wasn't, like, amazing, like everyone's saying, but it was good. It was was cool, so. Toy Story, 99. 99. Behind Man on Wire. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I agree. Uh, Deathly Hallows Part Two is number ninety-three. I a, there's a lot less. Uh, there's a lot of old movies on the IMDb. Braveheart fifty-eight, Jurassic Park sixty, The Exorcist, Baby Drivers fifty-seven. Wow, I have not seen that, and I, you know, I don't I care. To see it. I don't care. I to see it. Great. Well, this I did, did not like it. The Grapes of Wrath is number 78. I'm sure I would not like that movie. <laughs> yeah, I doubt any of us would. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we can um, reveal... Oh, 85. I, I guess we can reveal our uh, Best Picture winner and then, yep. and then call it a day. Okay, what's your, what's your number one movie? Number one movie that I have seen of the year. Hmm. Coco. Coco? 
Coco, oh, Coco is so good. Coco yeah. made me cry twice. And uh, so Coco over Paddington? Coco over Paddington. Wow, that's really impressive. Damn, that is... Coco, my... I think Coco creeped in, like, my top five Disney movies of all time. Yeah, mine's definitely Paddington. I mean, I, I probably spoiled that at some point in this, but Paddington, all day, every day, best movie. Made me feel all sorts of emotions, mostly just pure bliss the entire time I watched the movie. Paddington so. gets my second place vote, so we will, as a podcast, officially name Paddington as the Best Picture Award winner. Congratulations, Paddington. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. We should get the director on for an interview. The, the director, like, directed all the uh, Harry Potters, too, so we should definitely try and get that. <laughs> so they're not busy. No, oh, yeah, yeah. They That would be quite the get for us, but... Um, well, we're no, which Harry Potters did they direct? Because I know they were done by different people. It changed so dramatically. I don't care. <laughs> I, I care. Because well, what if he directed the crappy ones? The crappy ones are still better than like a lot of movies I've ever seen. True. Paul King. What have you done in your life, Paul King? Wikipedia will reveal the answer. I do not see... <laughs> There's no Harry Potters? No. Where the hell did I get that from? I don't know, but he's in Paddington Paddington 2, and he's in Little Crackers, Come Fly With Me. That's what I was thinking, Little Crackers. <laughs> what is Little Crackers? <laughs> I got that mixed up with Harry Potter. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Are you sure it wasn't Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? No, that's stupid. Oh, <laughs> the Mighty Boosh? All right. There's 20 episodes of The Mighty Boosh. We are ending this. <laughs> Episode 35 in the books. Thank you for listening. If you tuned in to 12 Ounce Sports Radio, uh, we, you're welcome for talking about movies half the time if you expected a, a, a sports show. Um, go to backupquarterback.org. Go to our Facebook. Go to Backup QB Blog Twitter. Um, go to... Um, church. That's all I got. Yeah. Wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. Keep it 100, please. And, uh... Congratulations to Paddington. Yeah, congrats, Paddington. And we're getting the director on next week. Yep, that's a guarantee and a promise, and we don't break those. I love you so Hey, that's what you'll say You'll tell me, baby, baby, please don't go away But when I play, I never stay So every girl that I meet, yeah, this is what I say
I love you so That's what you'll say You'll tell me baby baby please don't go away But when I play I never stay Yeah, yeah, see I ain't tryna hurt you